0: Welcome to the Walking Closer Podcast. This is episode 48, titled this episode, Your Image of God. And I did this because there's a really good chance that you have a mental image of God in your mind, a visualization that appears when you think about God. Maybe it's when when you're praying to God. Is there an image that you visualize, that you see uh, in your mind? If so, it's probably been a reoccurring image for some time. So my question is, what are you picturing? What, what is your image of God? That concept just fascinates me. So that's what we want to talk about in this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Our minds are filled with uh, mental images, pictures that we visualize when we we think of a person or, or a moment in time. Maybe it's a place we visit that reminds us of an event that took place and when that, that memory hits our brain it's like an image is downloaded even if it's just you know for a second uh, maybe it's a, a sudden smell that takes you back to some place and as soon as that smell hits your nostrils it's like you're transported back in time uh, and, and when this happens that there is an an image that we we visualize every every time i smell a rue I automatically think of my mom's rue. I think of you know where I grew up in the small town of of Berwick, and I can remember I'm telling you every time I smell that rue, the image that I have of Uh, part of a sidewalk where uh, the concrete was, I don't know what it was made out of, but it was extremely smooth. And and I have an image of our garage. It's a flashing, just flashing images of the garage and and of the door and of walking into this kitchen, walking up these stairs and walking into this kitchen. And there's an image of my mom at the stove uh, turned around you know, saying hi because we just walked through the door from school. Uh, little things like that happen to me all the time. And these these mental images, right, they're like thoughts and pictures. And, and when I'm listening to someone, my brain is visualizing what they're saying and, and creating this mental picture of what's going on. Uh, we do this all the time, but, but it probably remains mostly subconscious. And, and that's the power of the brain, though. You know, I've talked about the mind in the past, specifically our thoughts and feelings and the role these images, especially with our our feelings and the role they, they play. It's a complex dance between how we think and how that affects how we feel and how we feel affects what we think and they influence what we do and what we do and how it affects how we feel and so on and so forth. It's just this complex dance, as it were. Uh, but but let's get back to the images in our minds what, what what what's even more fascinating to me is the fact that the images that most often occur in our minds have an effect on us uh, for instance if you're constantly visualizing negative situations in your mind eventually your state of mind will become negative and that negativity will become your reality so if you're always thinking that people are against you if you're constantly visualizing the ways or scenarios in which you see people being against you, what's going to happen is your state of mind will get stuck in that place. And you will believe that it's true, even if it's not. And if, if that image reoccurs in your mind enough, eventually your mind takes it for reality. And so what happens next is we react to those people in such a way that cause them to be against us. Uh, let's just think of just a scenario here for for a moment. Uh, you know, I don't know. Imagine maybe it's let's just maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's someone that you you see in the morning as you're walking in the building. Maybe throughout the day you might see them in the hallway. Maybe you see them at the copier. Uh, whatever the case is, maybe you see them in certain meetings. You see them throughout the day, and maybe maybe at some point. You saw them, and you said hello very nice and cheerfully, and they just kind of nodded and walked on, like as if you really didn't matter. And maybe those feelings within inside of you begin to conjure up these, these ideas, right, that this person doesn't like you, that there's something wrong with you, and maybe you pass them in the hallway, and... Uh, you know, they don't even acknowledge your existence. Or if they do, maybe you perceived that they were looking down upon you, or they kinda of gave you a gave you an eye or something. Or maybe you tried to say hi or smile at them and and they didn't acknowledge you whatsoever. Right? And maybe 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 you're in a meeting with them and in that meeting something is said or something is on. Maybe you said something and maybe you had an idea. And maybe this, this person had An an idea that was, uh, you know, uh, in contrast to uh, something that you've mentioned. And maybe their idea was better. Maybe maybe the way they said it, the language that they used or the tone that was used uh, was dismissive of anything that you said. And then you it bothers you, right? And you go home and you begin to think about it and you mull it on. You can't get it out of your mind and you just you just sort of you're constantly thinking about it. And day after day after day, every time you come up to this person, you have it in your head, you have it in your mind. That this person does not like you. That this person thinks you're insignificant, right? And as a result, you yourself begin to respond to this person when you see them. Maybe you begin to ignore them, although you don't, <laughs> but you put off the front that you are. Maybe, maybe you begin to dismiss things that they say. Maybe your attitude and the language that you use in speaking to them or in their presence uh, is dismissive. And as a result, wh- how this person really begins to respond to you, well, is the way that you believe that they were in the first place. Although what you didn't know was that this person was not dismissive of you. But maybe, maybe they were just extremely stressed. Maybe they had an immense amount of pressure that they had to cope with and deal with. And maybe they felt like their job was on the line. And as a result of all the pressure and all the things going on with them, they were so focused that they didn't recognize what was really going on around them. They didn't really recognize uh, you as you gave them a smile or as you said hello. Uh, it had nothing to do with you personally. It just had to do with the immense stress and pressure that they had on, on their shoulders. And then now they begin to perceive that you have something against them, that you don't like them, and as a result they begin to respond in the very way that you thought in the beginning, but it really wasn't true. That is that. That's how these things happen. Can, can work out for us. Right? We begin to cause the very thing that we don't want. And, and this happens as a result of the power of these images and these feelings and these thoughts that we have in our minds. They have an immense amount of power over us. But the opposite can be true as well. right? The, the, the outcomes don't always have to be negative. We can could, we could take negative situations and think and visualize positive spins on things. Then we, and as a result, we end up responding accordingly. Let's take the same scenario. Right, uh, you say you say hello to your coworker in the morning, and uh, they just kind of quickly nod and move on. And instead of you beginning to take that thought or that response to the extreme, uh, to the negative extreme, you take it to the positive, and you say things like oh wow, they must be very busy. Or you think in your mind of scenarios in which why they may have responded that way, or you, you really don't take it that personal at all, right? But as the day progresses and as these events unfold and you find yourself wondering if this person, if there's something wrong with you, right? If, if this person has something against you, instead of going to the negative stream, uh, extreme and thinking that this person is against you, right? You, you think the best of them. I think I think that's what we're supposed to do anyway because that's called love and that's what love does which is why you see love is so important love can help us from creating these these negative scenarios and conjuring up visualizing these negative images in our mind right because love takes us to the other to the other extreme and then as a result even if this person even even if even if Right? This person does have something against us, even if this person doesn't like us, even, even if this person uh, is annoyed by us, right? Because we're willing and able to respond in such a positive way to them. It could have a, a very positive effect on them and can really literally change their minds about us and it hasn't affected us at all, at all. And so that's the power. That's the power of the mind. That's the power of the brain. These mental images can exercise great power over us, right? Whether good or bad. And thankfully, we can learn to choose the, the mental images, if, if you were, uh, that we want. And we can dispose of those we don't want. It's, it's not necessarily always going to be easy, but it can be done with, with a little effort. It, it can be done. Now, I say all of this to set up what I really want to talk about. And all that was just a bonus, free of charge, right? That, that I want to, what I really want to talk about, though, is your image of God. Like, we, we have an image, a mental visualization of God in our minds. And when you, when you think about God, what do you imagine? What does, your, what does God look like to you? Now, I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer here. I'm just simply posing the question because I find it fascinating to think about. Now, there are lots of things that might inform that image. OK, the, the mental, uh, which is why I say it's not about a right or wrong answer, because there are lots of reasons why we have the image that we have. The, the mental visualization that you have uh, may have been formed in you from when you were a little child. And that image was then reinforced through all the images and the language and the metaphors and the doctoral concepts that surround you and the relationships you have with people that surround you growing up. And even to this day, they inf- it informs your image, reinforces the image that you have always had. So lots of things that might inform that image. My question is, what is your image of God? Have you ever stopped to think about it and and focus on the mental image that automatically comes up in your mind? And and, and this isn't one of those questions where you can take out your Bible or quote a verse or some doctrinal statement, right? Those, Those might have informed your image. But my question is, what is your image if you don't know what your image is, it's going to be kind of hard to pinpoint what has informed that. Now, you're not looking for the answer you think you're supposed to give. You're looking for the real answer that is within you. And I think this question is important because it plays a huge role in how you relate to God. And let me let me give you an example and the reason why this is so fascinating to me for a long time, my image of God was like this massive white man with a white beard. I think he had white hair. And it was off in the distance somewhere. And so when I would pray, the image I had was of distance. And it felt disconnected, like I was trying to get his attention. And and this image was created a long time ago. And was reinforced over time by lots of things, Um, by like the way that I was taught and how I interpreted Scripture and the events in Scripture, from the language others would use to describe God, from the songs that we would sing. I'd pay attention to some of the some of the words, and you know, that would reinforce these ideas in my mind. Uh, and from, from, it was informed from the things that, that, that happened in my own life with my own biological father. Um, all this and more, coupled with my own experiences in life, uh, informed right what, what my image of, of, of God was. And to tell you the truth, God being love really didn't mean a whole lot. Um, and, and he was someone I needed to appease and I was never really sure where I stood and he didn't seem to have much interest in me and as a result I struggled with things because of the this image of God that I had I struggled with things and one of those things that I struggled with was prayer and my thought was what's the point Nothing ever seemed to be accomplished by praying, and if God really knows what is needed, why do I need to ask in the first place, and why should I ask if he never answers? And remember, God seemed to be this just distant thing that uh, uh, really wasn't that concerned about me, and I would be faced with the typical responses from people about my struggles with prayer, but Quite frankly, those responses didn't hold any weight to me at all and uh, my perspective is you know look i don't I don't have to pretend this stuff is true, and a lot of times the answers people give about prayer and why you know we have questions about prayer, and if you're if you know if man, if you're willing to be honest and be okay with struggles and questions and even doubts, right. When you're willing, if you're a person who's willing to be honest with those things, you know the, the typical answers that people would give, and if they they don't hold a lot of weight, right? That like you're you're not willing to settle just for some answer that is you're able to use to fill in the blank and then move on, because in your mind that's not satisfactory, right? That the answer that's not good enough. You need, you want real answers, right? Because, and this 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 is how I am. I don't need to pretend this stuff is true in order to make it through life, right? This isn't some coping mechanism for me, just to oh any answer will suffice so I can move on. No, no, no. I want to know the truth, right? And 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 my image of God and the struggles that came about as a result of that, um, wasn't satisfactory. And and eventually, what I learned was. My problems with prayer were tied up in my image of God. Now, bit by bit, the ideas that that propped up this this image uh, were removed over time. And even when I was learning what I would consider better of God, this image still remained subconsciously um, until eventually one day I realized that that image was gone. Now, and that's a whole we'll we'll talk about that at some point. I like would like to share that with you, but getting back to what we're focused on here, I think this is a good example of how your image of God is important, and it plays a role in how you relate to God. So, when you worship, when you pray, when you meditate, when you talk about God, what do you visualize in your mind? What is your image of God? What do you picture? And what it takes is you to be intentional about asking this question and paying attention to what comes to mind in those moments when you're worshiping and praying or meditating or talking about God, what you visualize in your mind when you're laying down at night, going to bed and you're thinking of God. And what you, once you have that image. Then ask why. Where, where did it come from? Why do I see God in this way? And what you may find is that you've turned God into someone like you, or maybe someone like your father, or even your mother, or, or maybe someone else. And what you may find is that you've created God out to be something God isn't, but you will never know unless you ask the question. And I'm extremely interest, interested in, in the, the visual images that we create of God. I'm extremely inter- interested in the visual images that you have created of God in your mind. And, and I, I want to hear from you. And if you're, you're willing to share with me, uh, send an email. Connect with me at adam at com, or you can go to Facebook and you can uh, message me there. Or if you know me, come and talk to me. Give me a call. Um, I, I'm interested in what your image of God is, um, and I promise this is not for the purposes of judging you or setting you straight. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing with you, but I, I would love to have a conversation with you, simply, and uh, maybe even interview you and, and give you a space to share some of your story. Um, you could join me on the podcast, or I can include your perspective in some piece for the website, but I'm, I'm extremely interested and what your image of God is, and what has in- informed that. Um, and most importantly, I'm interested in helping us to have a healthy and a good and a true image of God. So if you're, if, you, if you're willing, contact me, connect with me, so that maybe we can set up a time to talk. Um, I'm really interested in diving into the various images that uh, different people have. From their perspectives of who God is it's for them, um, and having this conversation, and uh, again, like I said, well, maybe maybe we can have you on the podcast, or maybe put a piece on on the website. And, uh, speaking of the website, um, I hope you have had a chance to visit the new website, walkingcloser.com, I just to return from sabbatical, so I got some new content uh, coming soon uh, on the website. Um, obviously, the the podcast or are available there as well as on iTunes and Podbean and, and other places. But uh, on the website, I also have a section with, of, called a Library, and these are specific books that I found helpful um, in developing my own understanding of spiritual formation and the process of transformation and uh, really at the core of what this um, podcast is all about. Um, and so those books are listed there. There's some links where you can purchase them on Amazon. They're not affiliation links. Uh, about getting anything I, I i really don't have a desire to set any of that up plus um, um maybe sometime in the future but at this point i'm just presenting the books that i find helpful and a link on amazon where you can purchase them if you're interested uh, in them um there's also a section on there called reader's corner and this is simply where you can learn about the books that i'm currently reading and whether or not they could be of interest to you uh, and uh, these books, they're primarily going to be, I guess, what we'd commonly refer to as spiritual in nature, although I, I believe that everything is spiritual. There's always something that can be taken from any, anything, um, So, but that's primarily what their focus is going to be. We're going to cover a variety of perspectives uh, from lots of various communities of faith, and so it, it's it's not really book reviews, okay? Don't don't confuse this. I don't have an interest in doing those. I, it's just a space for me to share with you what I take away from from the books that I read, and the books that I read are by lots of different people, lots of different authors that are represented in lots of different theological backgrounds. And you know, I, I don't like to just read or listen to people I know I'm going to agree with. I like to be challenged and be stretched to consider the perspectives. And I challenge you to do that as well. It's uncomfortable, sure, but you're, that's where you're gonna that's where you're gonna grow. Uh, in fact, uh, on the website, I, I I actually have this statement on there uh, about these books that I put in there. Just because I read a certain book does not mean I endorse the author or their life's work, nor does it necessarily mean I do not. It really doesn't mean anything other than it's what I'm reading at the time, and it's something I would like to share. So, um, you know, don't read too much into what I put on there. Um, in fact, the book I'm writing about right now is called Turning the Heart to God by St. Theophan, I think is how I said it, um, the recluse, uh, uh, posting it in several parts. Um, this is from the Orthodox perspective, uh, which is interesting. I find it interesting. I think there's something we can gain from all perspectives. Um, this is uh, the first book that I am doing, so a few future uh, posts might look different. But this one is being posted in several parts. Um, we'll see how, I, how that goes. Um, but uh, I, I found the book to be helpful at a specific time in my life, and maybe you'll find something that's good in there for you. And yeah, you can come and read about it. Um, I have a couple a couple of other books in line by that uh, I want to write about uh, by Jordan Peterson, uh, Rob Bell, yeah, even Rob Bell, um, Richard Rohr, uh, and Dallas Willard, of course. And uh, one I'm currently reading called *The Anatomy of Peace* by the Arbinger. Uh, Institute. Um, I find it fascinating. I mean, it is, I absolutely love the style of reading. Um, I love the way, uh, the ideas are being presented. And, uh, it's definitely something that I want to share with you. And I think that you, I think everyone can benefit from, from this book. Um, it's called the anatomy of peace. And so these are just some of the things that I'm going to write about, um, and post on the website. I might even do a few podcasts with them, but I'm really more interested. And, in, uh, and creating some podcasts and, uh, and presenting uh, some perspectives uh, that you might have of your image of God and uh, what that looks like and maybe exploring where that came from, okay? And so if you're interested in that, please, please, please uh, contact me, connect with me. Let's let's get together and let's see either, you know, if we just have a conversation on the phone, we can Skype depending upon where you are in the world, Uh you know, whatever it's going to take, in person, um, connect. With, let's connect. Let's let's connect and see what we can get done here, um, and give you a platform to maybe work some things out that you have. Okay. And again, this isn't about me saying, "Well, your perspective is wrong or your image of God is wrong." Um, it's it's none of that. It's none of that at all. This is a judgment free zone, if you will. Okay. This is just about you having the opportunity to work through some things and share us through some things. Okay. And. Um, And this is, to remember, this is what I want you to remember. I'm not an expert about any of this, uh, but I am on the journey with you, figuring things out as I go. Okay? Um, And so remember that. I'm on the journey with you, figuring things out as I go. I don't come to the table as an expert. I do come to the table with some experience, some life experience, just as much as you do. Um, So please remember that. Um, and I think this is, this is a good place to wrap, wrap it up right here. So thanks for coming along with me on this, this episode. And if you found this episode helpful or know someone who might benefit from listening to this, uh, please share it with them. Okay? And, uh, hey, join me next time. as we explore becoming like Jesus from the inside out.